Hey, so I'm so excited. I want to share with you about one of our new sponsors, Starglow Media. They have this amazing show for all of you with younger kids called Mysteries About True Histories. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers and on adventures through time packed with puzzles and hidden equations, histories, and laughs. You all know Alana, our co-founder at Sproutable. She listened to the show with her seven-year-old and loved it. They would pause the show and try to figure out the math problems together, loved learning about different cultures and the histories around the world. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and so much more. Math is geared Math is what they call it. Math is geared towards kids six and over, but can be enjoyed by the entire family. Episodes drop every Thursday, and they're about 15 minutes, perfect length for the car rides, mealtime, break time, bedtime. Each episode is stacked with so much laughter, and your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories math with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Joyful Courage Parenting Podcast, bonus episode with Rafi. Baby beluga in the deep blue sea, swim so wild and you swim so free. Heaven above and the sea below and a little white whale on the go. All right, I'd be lying if I said that I wasn't super excited to get the opportunity to interview Rafi on the podcast. We became Facebook friends and I said, hey, do you want to come be on my podcast? And of course, was super floored when he said yes. And the more I learned about Rafi, the more I explored his background and the offer that he is to the world, the more I thought it was so perfect to have him come on and talk about his work and what he puts out there for children. So I am thrilled, 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 thrilled to offer up this conversation with you so that you can listen in and get to know Rafi like I did. Hi, Rafi. Welcome to the Joyful Courage Parenting Podcast. Hi, Casey. It's good to be here. So I know, well, I'm pretty darn certain that most of the people listening know who you are and love all of your songs and probably, like me, have many of them um, committed to memory. But will you tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey into children's music? Sure. Um, About 42 years ago, I was singing in classrooms, um, uh, supplementing my income as a folk singer, I was singing in classrooms, doing children's songs for kindergarten, grade one, and so on. Mm -hmm. And it was suggested to me that I should make an album, especially for the very young, because they need songs that they can make their own. So that's when I recorded an album that has become a classic in children's music. It's called Singable Songs for the Very Young. Mm -hmm. When I made that album, it um, opened up a whole new career avenue for me in music, and I gave up my folk singing for adults and concentrated, uh, especially, you know, making music, especially for little kids. And that was around 1978. And since then, I've had a string of gold and platinum and multi-platinum albums with albums like Baby Beluga, 
and Banana Phone and many others. And I've had sold out concerts all over Canada and the United States uh, through about four decades now. So I've really, really enjoyed being a children's troubadour and a concert performer uh, for the whole family. Oh, and it must be so great to have those crowds of people and those kids just so ecstatic to be watching you create the songs that they know and love as well. Yeah, it's really gratifying and it's fun because everybody sings along when yeah. I do a concert. It's about 60 minutes because you can't go much longer than that with little kids. Yeah. But they come with the, the family and the, mm -hmm. the parents are singing probably louder than the kids are. Oh, I <laughs> and, love that. Uh, and these days, what's interesting too, Casey, is that we've got what I call my dear beluga grads. That means the adults, the parents that come were once Rafi fans as children. Yep. So they were singing Baby Beluga in their childhood. Now I call these adults Beluga grads. And so there are so many of them there. They're experiencing the show both through their children and through their own childhood memories and as an adult. It's a very interesting phenomenon. Yeah, that's so cool. I was just on the phone with my stepmom this morning and told her that I had the privilege of interviewing you. And she said, oh, I have siblings that are much younger than me. And she said, oh, I took I took Kate and Justy to see him at the Orange County Performing Arts Center in uh -huh. the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> so she was really excited. And I became familiar with your music as a mom and I can't even tell you how many times Baby Beluga has come out of my mouth. I mean, I had one kid who hated the car, hated the car seat. And so we would have to sing that song over and over and over again. And we'd have to, you know, it became like my husband and I, we would like duet the song and kind of change the melody and jazz it up here and there. And, you know, so that we could enjoy the experience of singing the same song, you know, 25 times. But <laughs> we did amazing things with, uh, That's great. I've been working on the railroad as well. Right. But <laughs> So a lot of your music has um, a really lovely social message to it. Like I think about that one. I love the song that you write, that you wrote and sing about Jane Goodall. And her story. Jane, Jane, the chimpanzees are calling to thank you. Oh, Jane, Jane, the chimps are calling. And I know that a lot of your, uh, there's a lot of other songs, including Baby Beluga. I was reading about kind of the inspiration behind Baby Beluga. Can you talk a little bit about the social message that shows up in your music and how it's evolved? Sure. Uh, I think I'm singing about an affirming life view for mm -hmm. little kids. You know, their first impressions of life uh, come through their interactions with people and the books they read and the songs that they hear. So I've given them through my music affirming uh, images of life uh, and not only fun songs, but songs that uh, make them think and have positive messages of respect for nature uh, fun with animals that we love and our appreciation of the natural world as well as you know what we used to call in the 1960s universal love which means love for the entire human family the diversity mm -hmm. of of tribes and, and countries and cultures and so in various ways I've, I've presented um, you know the kind of positive messaging that every family can feel good about for their kids
This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. And you, I recently saw that there's we, there's never been a commercial that has a Raffi song tied to it. I've never accepted any uh, any money for commercial endorsements. Haven't done one in my whole career. And as important, I would say, I've never advertised directly to little kids, which is unethical to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk a little bit more about that. Well. I respect my young audience, and I think the word respect is key here. Respect has been the hallmark of my entire career, respect for the child as a whole person. Mm-hmm. Well, why would you you know, do something like advertise to a child who's not old enough to even understand what you're selling to the child? Mm-hmm. So all the advertising for my music has always been to, to the parents, to the adults, mm-hmm. whose decision it really is, you know, whether they want to buy something or not. And in that way, I've shown respect for my young audience. And the reason I haven't done any commercial endorsements, you know, say for soup or fast food outlets or whatever, Mm -hmm. is that I just didn't think it was in the spirit of the music that I was making for kids and families. 
um, why should someone buy something because it had my name on the label? I, it just didn't seem right to me. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love what you said about respecting them as a whole person. I mm-hmm. go back to that when I work with parents. Um, I'm a positive discipline trainer, and we talk about right. the fact that we would never treat our partners the way we treat our children. Like I was just mm-hmm. saying to a client, you know, you'd never tell your husband, hey, you know, I'll give you a gold star every day that you put your clothes away. And then at the <laughs> end of the week, we can go get an ice cream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yet we feel like that's somehow going to, you know, that, that that's acceptable with our kids, you know. And so I really, I really appreciate that. And I, and I really kind of, I see them in the process of, you know, developing the skills and the tools that they need to be healthy, contributing members of society and having a soundtrack that is really you know, at its foundational level, all about that universal love that you're talking about, about love of nature. And, and you have a new song, your democracy song, which I love. <laughs> um, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But, you know, just really, it's so it's all just so respectful. I think just like you said, it goes back to respect. And, and I really appreciate that as a parent. Thank um, you. Yeah, thank you. And so what about your child honoring center? I would love to hear more about um, well, how that came about. After years of entertaining children and doing countless media interviews about what children need to thrive, I, you know, in the, in the early to mid-1990s, I was thinking to myself, well, what kind of society, you know, uh, do we need in order to bring up children, uh, children with confidence instead of anxiety, you know, mm-hmm. children who feel seen and respected for who they feel they are, you know, which is I think the best kind of upbringing really. And one day in 1997, uh, right out of the blue, on a Sunday morning at six o'clock, I was awakened by what I can only call a vision. And I was awakened from a sound sleep and the vision came forth in two words. And the two words were child honoring. Hmm. And I knew in that luminous moment, Casey, that my entire career up to that point had led me to that point where I was essentially being given a philosophy, a new, a new way of looking at the world. And this was a philosophy to be called child honoring, and the, then that the whole rest of my life would be devoted in one way or another in, in you know, furthering this philosophy and sharing it. So the following uh, couple of years uh, you know, were spent in coming to know what I knew in that luminous moment, mm-hmm. a moment that gave me uh, a vision for living that connected person, culture, and planet. And in 1999, I wrote something called A Covenant for Honoring Children, which interestingly uh, was influenced by the Declaration of Independence. Mm. And so I'll, I'll just read you the first paragraph of The Covenant for Honoring Children, if I may. Yes, please do. We find these joys to be self-evident all children are created whole, endowed with innate intelligence, with dignity and wonder, worthy of respect. The embodiment of life, liberty, and happiness, children are original blessings, here to learn their own song. Every girl and boy is entitled to love, to dream, and belong to a loving village, and to pursue a life of purpose. So there are two more paragraphs in the three-paragraph Covenant for Honoring Children. And the following year, 
I came up with nine principles that arose from these three paragraphs. And anyone can go to childhonoring.org. You just have to spell it the Canadian way. <laughs> Child, H-O-N-O-U-R-I-N-G, childhonoring.org. And look for the covenant and principles, and you can download them for free. So what I'm trying to say is that it seemed that all my years of, of you know championing children, being advocates for their well-being, seemed to culminate in this vision being given to me where I was presenting forth an integrated framework that said how we treat the earth and how we treat our children go hand in hand. So the slogan for the Center for Child Honoring is respecting earth and child. Mm. Oh, that gives me the chills. And I'm on that website right now looking at the covenant and the nine principles and I just want to share with the listeners the principles include respectful love and diversity and a caring community which I love the idea of the village right and so much of society you know good for good or bad is really pulling us away from that village but it's all actually available with the intention of being in it right that's what I try to remind people like even just the podcast community that that is being created you know we have a place to come and share and support and celebrate That's so right. I you know the village is alive and is possible when we're intentional about being a part of it so we, I love we live best when we live in circles of belonging yeah and yes when, when we feel supported right Casey absolutely that's you yeah. know that's something that in positive discipline, that's what we teach teachers and parents, you know, that typically the mischief that shows up that is challenging for the adults has to do with kids not feeling that sense of belonging. And so right. their response is kind of wacky, <laughs> to say the least. Um, and I really appreciate, too, that in these um, nine principles is also emotional intelligence mm -hmm. and, you know, remembering that. Our kids aren't, we aren't born with the skills for navigating high emotions and disappointments and, and those That's kinds right. of things. It's really, it's really up to parents and the adults in the child's life to model, teach, and practice. We are their loving guides uh, to uh, help them understand the powerful, you know, emotional forces inside them and steer those towards empathy, uh, mm -hmm. positive relational wisdom. Yeah. Do you have any kids, Rafi? I do not, interestingly enough. Well, you have many, I guess, right? I, I never felt the need to have my own children uh, during the time when I was married. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my former wife felt the same way. But interestingly, I find that I love children more and more with every passing month, if that's even possible, mm. because I just so appreciate their way of being. And, you know, when I talk about children, Casey, I'm really talking about you and you and I when we were little, too, you know. Mm -hmm. So... I remember the child I was. I remember how smart that little boy was and how curious and how attentive he was, how how much attention he paid to detail. Uh, and I, th I like to say that young children in their, in their formative years are the primary learners of humanity because if you think about it, we learn in the first few years the social tasks that are so complex we still don't know how quite you know, uh, how speech is acquired and, you mm -hmm. know, language skills and so on. I mean, these are highly sophisticated tasks. And 
the wonder of it is that evolution has has deemed fit to give us the mode of play that is appropriate to the, you know to the being that we are in the early years mm -hmm. imagine that we learn the most sophisticated human tasks while being playful creatures i, I find that fascinating No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. I love that. And I love the way that having children in your life, they become an invitation to return to play. So much. Yeah. yeah I recently, <laughs> my son was out back and he wanted me to throw the football with him. And I said, well, where's daddy? Yeah. And he said, mom, remember that one time when you were writing? Because I, sh I show my writing and, and my what I do to my kids. He said, remember how you wrote about that usually when you say yes to playing with us, it is really fun. <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, you are so right. Thank you for reminding me of that. And I got up and we threw the football and it was really, really fun. So I just love, you know, kind of the philosophy that I come from is that as a parent, you know, we're raising our children, but in so many more ways, we're growing ourselves. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. And the idea that at some level we, you, you know, we get to the end of our growth, we're adults, we know it all. And no, no, no. Yeah. It's, it's a lifelong learning process. Uh, yeah. Goodness gracious. We, there, there's so much to learn. How can you learn it all? <laughs> yeah. And to be able to spend time with, with mm. young people who are so much closer to that 
space of wonder and awe yep. than we yep. are than I tend to be at 42 and to be reminded that that's always accessible that's always available to me and well, there are my little invitations I I hear you at 67 I I still feel that we teach best when we're learning Mm-hmm. Uh, from those that we're teaching too, you know. Yeah, definitely. There really are reciprocal relationships of uh, of learning and uh, belonging here. Oh, Rafi, I love <laughs> you. You're awesome. It's so fun to talk to you. So my favorite Rafi song is "Baby Beluga," of course, because I know it by heart, forwards and backwards. And I was wondering, what's your favorite song? What's your favorite song to perform? Well, it's funny. Uh, I don't. I can't really answer that because I love the song so much. Um, uh, I mean, certainly "Baby Beluga" is right there. This little little light of mine is mm. a really great one because it becomes a rousing sing along and almost like a, a testimonial, you know, spiritual uh, expression type of thing. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. But uh, I also, I want your listeners to know that I wrote a song that I released just two days ago, and it's a song called Take a Breath. Oh. And it is a song for self-regulation. Awesome. For teaching self-reg to little kids and also... I think even the adults who hear this song, just in hearing it, they'll be reminded to just (sighs) take a breath. When I'm not doing fine, I keep this in mind. I can take a breath or two. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm going to put a link to that song in the show notes so that we can all take advantage of it. And you can go to childhonoring.org and click on the Rafi menu, mm-hmm. scroll scroll right down to take a breath, and there's the web page. You can download the song for free and also a poster with the lyrics on it. Oh, how great. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rafi. Thank you so much for just your generosity and you know, your mission in creating such a beautiful world for children and for parents too. I just so appreciate and like my heart is racing right now and I just am so excited to have a chance to talk with you deeper. Thank you. I I really enjoyed my conversation with you and let's do it again sometime. That sounds great to me. (laughs) I'd like to be under the sea in an octopus's garden in the shade so yeah it's true i just interviewed rafi and isn't he just the most delicious human being ever i love what he stands for i love the music that he's put out into the world i love that he spent time with our community on the podcast um just feeling super excited and grateful right now so you can follow Rafi on Facebook and he's on Twitter Um, I'm going to have links in the show notes as well as a link to the Child Honoring Center that he runs up in Salt Springs British Columbia, Salt Spring Island and um, yeah if you love this episode let me know send me some feedback at 
at Casey at JoyfulCourage.com. Write a review on iTunes. That would be amazing. Or give us five stars because you love us. That would be super fabulous. Uh, The best thing you can do with the podcast, if you love it, though, is to share it with the people in your life. The more people we get listening to the podcast, the longer life it will have. So thanks for being here, friends. Thanks for listening. And uh, I'll see you again real soon. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not gonna tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.